Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me Radio. It is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. I am Megan, and I'm here with the ever-lovely Kristen. What's up, Kristen? Hello, hello. Nothing, nothing. There really isn't anything going on. It's just the same every single day, the same. I just had to have my awkward moment of I'm still in shelter in place. (laughs) And also air quality is bad. I'm literally trapped in my apartment. Um, so That was my favorite our, thing, asking, like, how are you? And you're like, sheltered in place. <laughs> yep. Even more sheltered in place than before because I can't even take a walk. Um, so we are talking about movies and music today. So we'll get some updates in the music world, some, I guess, kind of updates in the movie world. Um, and then our main discussion today is the best movie villains. We'll talk about criteria. We'll talk about some of the listeners' choices. We'll look at the Empire's top 20 villains of all time and see if me and Kristen agree or disagree with them. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think we should get started with some entertainment news. What do you think, Kristen? I'm down. Do you want me to talk? All right. So the first item is about some movie updates when it comes to the new film for Batman. So what's going on with that, Kristen? So this was like a week ago, but I'm assuming he's not 100% better. But Batman, the new Batman, was filming and had just basically started back up and was paused again because Robert Pattinson caught COVID-19. So it is on hold until he recovers because he is Batman. <laughs> You can't have the movie. Yeah, there's like no way. Like we'll just shoot around him. No, it doesn't. It doesn't quite work. <laughs> right. He's in um, every scene. But it's one of those things that, like, because uh, more and more films and TV shows are starting to film again, and I would hate to be like the person who gets sick. Not just because I'm the person who's sick, but because it is the most expensive thing in the world to get sick. If you get sick, everyone has to pause. Schedules have to be reworked. Release dates get pushed back. You might have to work overtime to make up for the time loss. You have to rebook venues. Like, it is the most expensive thing. So I would never want to be that person who gets sick. Not just for my safety, but because it's it's terribly expensive. (laughs) It's expensive and super inconvenient. Especially for me, I'm a single mom. So I'm like, who takes over mommy duties? (laughs) This is true. These are good questions. Your kid will have to spin for herself. That's sad. I don't know if that would work out very well. 
Um, all right. So um, another thing that's going on is that the Sunday is the Emmys Awards. Now, I have oh. questions. And maybe, Kristen, you will know. I feel like okay. it's either really late or really early for the Emmys. Or am I just crazy? I Are the like Emmys usually late in September? I feel like isn't 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 like award season like the summer, like August ish? I do feel like it's late. It could be, yeah. It does. It feels like the timing is off. It is going to be COVID nineteen, so meaning there's it's not going to be like a huge audience. A lot of that home clips, um, but it will be happening on Sunday. So we'll we'll bring you some updates on who were the big winners in the entertainment news section for Monday, or for the for, on Tuesday for our TV and book show. Um, and then we also have some news about The Walking Dead. This is kind of sad mm-hmm. to me. I don't like. I haven't watched it in the like. I didn't watch last season. Just life got busy, so it's not that I don't like the show. I just haven't watched it. But The Walking Dead is coming to an end. Um, they announced that they're gonna wind it up in, I guess, like oh, an extended last season, but it will still be over the course of two years, so you still have a few years to watch. And there are talks of a Daryl and what's her face. Oh my God, I forgot her name. Carol, Daryl and Carol spinoff. Um, which I mean, I I like those characters, but I almost feel like it's time to end that story. Yeah. Sometimes you milk things too much, and then it loses its magic. Yeah, definitely. So yes, oh, walking sad, but... first the Kardashians, and now Walking Dead, <laughs> slowly but surely coming <laughs> to an end. With spinoff shows, but <laughs> that's the only comparison point I can think of between the two. <laughs> All right, now let's do some music updates. Let's look at some charts um, for the Billboard 200, which is the top 200 albums in the country. Uh, we have number five, Folklore, by Taylor Swift. Number four, Title Tales by Six Nine. I love the way that he says spells his name. It's the number six, I X, and number nine, I N E. So it's like the numbers and the letters combined. Um, number three, Legends Never Die by Juice World. Number two, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke, and number one is Detroit Two uh, by Big Sean. I have a question. For the billboard, yeah. This is actually news and a question. Okay. Um, I heard that 6 9 is actually going back to jail for four more years for sexual, I forget the word. It's not assault. I think it's the word. But I heard sexual. Four more, four more years. I don't know if that's completely true. Like, I read it the other day, and then I just thought about it just now when he said his name. But, um why um, do you think that his his songs are jumping because, or his album, because of that news? That's my question. I'm it could be. About the trends. It definitely could be. It also, 6 9 also has just been gradually growing in popularity over the last couple of years. 
Um, and Tattletales is a relatively new release. Um, so it could just be that too, but it definitely could be. It, in some of the rap world, having a bit of exposure of jail time increases your street cred a little. Um, but m- most likely it's because of the fact that it's new music from him. Okay. Um, for top five songs in the Billboard Top 100, we have number five, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Number four, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Number three, Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring Lil Durk. Number two, Dynamite by BTS. And number one, which is the dirtiest song on the radio right now, WAP by Cardi B featuring Megan E. Stallion. So that is the top five of the Billboard Top 100. A lot of a lot of rap, a lot of sexy songs going on in the charts this week. As for yeah. new music, um, September 18th, Keith Urban has a new album called The Speed of Now Part 1. And the metal band Napalm Death, who is awesome, if you like metal, um, they have a new album coming out called Throws of Joy and the Jaws of Defeatism. Now, that is a title. Throws of Joy <laughs> and the Jaws of Defeatism. Poetry in action right there. <laughs> September 25th has a lot more music that's coming out. Uh, Two Chains with his new album, So Help Me God. Deftones has a new album that everyone has been looking out for uh, called OMS. Public Enemy Old School. Um, has a new album, What You Gotta Do When you're, when the Grid Goes Down. Hopefully he is not predicting something else that is happening in 2020. And Seth Stevens has a new album called The Ascension. So that's all new music that's coming to you over the next couple of weeks. So check it out. All right, so Kristen. Are you ready to... I know. Are you ready to dance? I am. Tell me it's happy music. Okay. Okay. So uh, my music spotlight is kind of last last week I told you that my nerdy obsession was the game Among Us, um, which is a, a new game that I'm super obsessed with. Um, the reason I got into Among Us is because I watched Work It, who, which stars Jordan Fisher. And then that got me onto Among Us because he is a streamer and so he plays it. And so I watched him play it. And then that got me into listening to his music. And his music is really good. <laughs> so I'm on a Jordan Fisher kick right now. So I'm going to play a couple of his songs. The best way to describe it is like 90s R&B soul. Um, with some dance beats. Um, it's really good. It, rem- it really reminds me of the 90s. So if you're a, you're a millennial, you'll probably like Jordan Fisher. So here is um, his song, All About Us. So let's start it up like we'll never stop, baby, just be still. Let your body talk to me. I'll give you everything you need. Will you run away to get to that place? So let down your head, baby, set your mind at ease. We'll be living in a dream. Cause tonight, don't you see Kristen, doesn't it feel like 1998? 
He does. And, you know, I I like the 90s, so. <laughs> it's like, man, this is so good. Um, and here is another one of his songs called Mess. So that's Jordan Fisher. It's it's definitely it's like low key dance music that just makes you feel good. It's usually positive. There's not swearing. Um, it's it's like wholesome R and B. Like I said, it reminds me of kind of like early Usher in the '90s. Um, that's true. But it's been a good vibe. It's like it has a good beat to it. I agree. Um, I want to tell you so. The this past week, I've had Mariana's Trench on repeat in my car. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad because like, Mariana's Trench is, 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 is a good band. So good, good, so good. All right, Kristen, yeah. what's going on in the movie world? Is it cricket still? It's cricket. Although, I mean, I haven't watched any movies because I don't go anywhere. And the movie theaters are starting to open, but there's nothing really new. Like, everything was pushed to 2021, so all the big stuff will happen, like, next spring at the earliest. Um, but I really haven't watched anything I'm like. I've been watching TV shows, um, so I've got nothing. It's cricket. Yeah, it's been... A- and in terms of like being able to generate numbers, it's just it's every state has a different like I don't even know how they can generate numbers because in most of the counties in California, movie theaters are closed. But movie theaters are yeah. open in other places. So it it's gonna be a cluster it's just gonna it's gonna be a confusing mess to try to figure out how they would even begin to generate um numbers or even like move forward so i'm very curious to know what how the movie industry is going to move forward with all this craziness um i haven't watched too much movies either um i watched mulan and i talked about it a little bit uh last week um but i figured i would mention it a couple uh one more time for this show do i think it's worth 30 bucks on disney plus probably not i think you can wait (laughs) Um, it was, I, I don't think it was an exceptional movie to the point of like, oh my God, you need to see this right now. I think you can wait until everyone can see it on Disney plus, um, or when it eventually goes into the theaters. Um, it's a very beautifully stunningly shot film. I do like the changes that they made, um, making it more serious. I think sometimes with live action, um, I think if you try to go too close to the story, like The Lion King, people really like it. Or if you deviate completely and kind of create your own story out of it, people are more inclined to go. It's 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 that middle where you're trying so hard to be like it, but also making small changes that people tend to not like as much. Um, so it is a completely different story. 
it is not in an, not like the animated film at all. Um, it changes the tone. Mulan's personality is different. Um, of course, um, the comedy part of it has been toned down because it's more of a serious film, and they it's it's also PG thirteen, which the animated film is is PG, so that also changes things quite a bit. Um, so I'd say wait. But once you're able to see it for the price of your regular Disney Plus membership, definitely look at it. I think it's a it's a good movie, but I wasn't blown away by it. That's yeah, you know, my review. Was, I I don't I don't remember if it was I think it was you that said it. You were like, well, thirty bucks is what you would spend going to like a movie theater for two people plus snacks and drinks, and I was like, yeah, but I wouldn't have gone to the theater to see this anyway. <laughs> yeah, so why would you do that? that? Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I do. I, I think that a lot of people really wanted to see it, but if you're waiting for people to, because the reason I saw it was because of the podcast, I wanted to, to review it. Um, but as for other people, I don't think it's one of those. Like, if I came, if I watched it and I was like, oh my God, it's a life changing movie, like, it was amazing. I would watch it 500 times, and I and then I would come on here and be like, yeah, totally, totally worth the 30 bucks. But I don't think it was. I say save your money and wait no. for it to, to for the worldwide to be included. Plus. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> All right. Anything else for the movie world? Um, no, but I do want to say entertainment news, guys. It just popped in my head. Um, last night was the premiere of Dancing with the Stars, and there were some really great performances, like Agent McLean did bomb. Um, his performance was absolute fire. Um, and then <laughs> Carol Baskin, I Have the Tiger, was, it was, like, for the fact that she is not a dancer by any means, it wasn't bad. But mm-hmm. compared to competition, it was terrible. And she got, like, an 11 out of 30 when it came to rating. So, good times. Yeah, I don't think, did anyone really think that she was going to do amazing? Uh, no. I mean, I think they hoped. <laughs> She's like, so, to me, it's think. like, it's like when, when Rick Perry was cast in the, um, the dance show, it's like they always cast like three people that they know are going to be booted out pretty much immediately. Um, I feel like she was one of those attention getters that will be slowly removed. All right. Are you ready to talk about villains? I am. So here's the question. If you were an actress... Would you rather play the hero or would you play the sidekick or would you play the villain? What do you think would be the most fun to play? The villain, 100%. Yeah, I think the villain would be the the most fun thing to film. I think I would be the worst at playing a villain. (laughs) I have a very pleasant face. Yeah, like, (laughs) so I don't think. So there's, (laughs) there's, I mean, there's so many, there's only so many ways you can play the hero. I think, but there's just so many ways you can be the villain. I mean, it's first true. you got to think, is it going to be like a physical villain where you like kill people or is it going to be like a mental where you like screw with them? 
And then from there, it branches out into a hundred different possibilities. So you can literally look your villains and be like, you can go down the list and be like, okay, that one's kind of similar to this one, but really they're all very different mm-hmm. in their own ways. No, I agree. In terms of like the laws of storytelling, the hero has a pretty set formula in in terms of like the hero's journey. And like usually they have one or two friends that help them. Usually they go through a period of denial. Like you can usually time the hero's reaction to things pretty good. But villains, they by definition have no rules. And so the right. only rule is that they are the antagonist of the heroes and they have to come up with some sort of obstacle, whatever that be, um, that's going to basically put the hero through hell. Um, and to be honest, like when you think of a story in terms of like who has the most power, usually the hero wins. But in terms of like driving the story, usually a really good villain is driving the story and usually has power over the hero's actions, both good and bad. Um, And when you have a really good villain, I think they really stick with you in some ways and sometimes even make you think philosophical things like, why is this villain a villain? Is it nurture versus nature? Is it like, it, it makes you think about like what went wrong with this person to get them to this point. So to me, I've always found villains to be far more fascinating than heroes. I agree. Because there's just so many questions. I mean, it fits into the whole, like, like talk murder to me, right? So, like, if you're talking about real-life villains, like, what went wrong? Why did people do these things? How are they able to get away with this? Um, and all of those questions, those same questions transfer over to villains. So is it that we hate villains or is it that we secretly love them? See, this was my predicament when I was trying to pick my top five. I was like, am I picking five that I really love or am I picking five that I think were like, when we're talking epic villains, like, is it because they were the worst type of villain or like there's so many aspects. That's the twisted question. I'm like, what do you mean? Choose my favorites, mm-hmm. like the scariest or like the most like meticulous or just the downright meanest. There, there are so many ways to look at that. I feel like definitely if we were to pick a favorite, it's because we secretly love them but we still hate them. Like we have a love hate. We love them so much because we hate them so much. Exactly. It's it's like we we love to hate them. So and obviously I think I think a good villain is someone who gets under your skin whether it's like um a like why did this person like trying to figure out the mindset of the villain cuz you can't stop thinking about it. Or a villain who has had such an epic control over stories for maybe three movies, six movies, nine movies, depending on the fandom. Um, Or a villain that you're like, man, if I was to go evil, I think I would be kind of like them. (laughs) I think you could also like a villain for that, too. (laughs) Like, if I was to ever get to the point where get to my breaking point, I would probably be that guy or that girl. Um, 
so I mean, there's there's definitely different reasons for why villains stick in your mind so much. And then there's also the villains that just literally scare the living daylights out of you. And so they've made a big impression just because they're freaky as hell. Exactly. So I just, I, I just like, I just really love them. That's my thing. I'm like, I love these bad guys. <laughs> I just adore them. Sometimes I wish the heroes would lose. Um <laughs> So, um, I went online searching Empire Online is probably one of the biggest movie publications out there. Like, all the movie nerds read it. And so, they had an article called The Greatest Villains of All Time. So, I figured I would read this list to see if me and Kristen's ideas of The Greatest Villains matches Empire or if we know better than they do. I mean, let's be honest. You know better than they do. I think that's not even a question. Of course. Um, yeah, answer your own question. <laughs> um, so number 20 on their list, uh, Kristen, I think you'd be the best person to determine if you agree with them, is Michael Myers from the Halloween series. Yes, he's on my top five. So I am a a scary movie lover, but it has to be real. I don't like demon movies or like exorcist. That's just creepy. Please leave me out of it. But slasher films, that's my jam. So Michael Myers is probably my top slasher dude. And I just love him because he's kind of supernatural because honestly, how many times can we kill him before he actually dies? But really, when you think (laughs) about it and you map out the Halloween movies, he doesn't die, die. Because everyone's like, well, he died in the last film. Yes, but the movies are not in proper chronological order. So there's like three different storylines that that split off of Halloween. And so he's not, people always assume he's supernatural, but he's not. It's just the way the movies came out make it seem like he died like 12 times. But he didn't die 12 times. He was caught and all that fun stuff. But... I just think he's iconic, like the mask and like how creepy he is and how strong he is and how he just kind of like most bad people like skulk around. Like even like, let's go with like, um, uh, like scream villain. Okay. So Ghostface, mm-hmm. he was always like creeping around corners and like flying out of closets. But Michael Myers like walks down the middle of the street or like, drives past you and then just I'm always curious how like he's always walking but he always always catches you yeah logically speaking it doesn't make sense but whatever (laughs) and and he's been a and and in terms of like the length of his reign it's pretty substantial like what the first Halloween movie was in 1978 um, the yeah. last one was 2018, and I think they're in talks of doing another one. So he's yeah. So let me he's I just want to break he's this been the down. King of Slasher. He has been the king of slasher. So in 1978, Halloween came out, and then you have Halloween two, which came out in '81, um, and that storyline continues down. I don't know about the release dates. Let me see if I can read these. Okay, so. Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, 1981, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch was 1982, but was a standalone. It did not tie in Michael Myers Mm -hmm. at all. 
And then in 1990 or 1988 was Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers. 89 was Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. And then we jump to uh, 95, which is Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. So the first one, two, four, five, six, that's one storyline. But if you yeah. branch off of, it goes one, two, you could also go to Halloween H2O 20 years later in 1998. Yeah. So that's a different story. One, two branches down to a different area, and then you have a Halloween Resurrection from 2002. That's the same storyline. But then if you completely yeah. spin off of the first one, which is Halloween, you go a new Halloween in 2018, and then Halloween Kills, in, um, which is coming out, that's the 2021. That comes after the 2018 Halloween version. And then Halloween Ends will be yep. 2022. So they actually have two new Halloweens coming out from that branch of the Wow. Story. And then there's standalone yep. remake Halloween from 2007 and Halloween 2 remake from 2009. Basically, so Michael Myers, king of the slasher. King of it. Hands down. Which story's real? Who knows? <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Let's go on to Empire's number 19. It's T-1000. This is the villain from Terminator 2, Judgment Day, uh, which was released in 1991. To be honest, I just never got into the Terminator films as much as other people. Um, so I really have no strong opinions about this. I'm sure that he was great. Yeah, yeah I don't really have a strong opinion. Number 18 is Freddy Krueger from the Nightmare on Elm Street series uh, that was active from 1984 to 2010. Uh, Freddy Krueger, higher than Michael Myers. Do you disagree, Kristen? Strongly. I agree. I I strongly disagree, too. (laughs) I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, really, Freddy Krueger, dream on. He's fake. Number 17 is Agent Smith from the Matrix Trilogy. Um, He definitely played with people's minds. Um, I I just, I don't know if I would say that he was a villain that really held his own. I think that he's a little higher than I think many people would give him credit for, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Number 16 is Norman Bates from Psycho. That almost made my list. Almost. Yeah. I think Norman Bates, I think, is is definitely an iconic villain. I think, because, I mean, I think a part of what makes an iconic villain is you don't even need to see the film and you already know who they are. And I think Norman Bates falls into that category. You don't need to see Psycho to know Norman Bates. Um, because right. he just was a scary, creepy guy who, I mean, they, I mean that movie was pretty cornily shot, but it still made me afraid because of just how freaky, especially the ending, just like his face, just no. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he had his that, face like, alone, I would, agree. I would agree. Yeah, 
it's just like that. <laughs> like I'm like I'm, I'm enjoying being evil face. It's just not. It, it's just not. No, not for it at all. Right. All right. Uh, n- number fifteen is my is on my list, um, and that's Palpatine from the Star Wars saga. It says nineteen eighty three to two thousand and five, but that's totally wrong because Palpatine was also the villain in the new Star Wars films. So if you've watched the new Star Wars films, films, you kind of know that Palpatine is playing a big role behind the scenes, and it's the big reveal at the end of the movie. So Palpatine has been in charge of all the evil doings for all nine of the Star Wars movies. And that's what makes him an iconic evil person, in my personal opinion, because he is not in the forefront. So Darth Vader is probably the one that most people think of when they think of the villain of the Star Wars. But Darth Vader is is both the villain and the victim, that's why I kind of don't always think of Darth Vader as the villain because he was duped by his own personality traits and manipulated by Palpatine. Like there would be no Darth Vader if there wasn't Palpatine pulling the strings and manipulating and getting into power I think behind that, everyone's back. That's a very common thread in Star Wars because like when I was looking for you know I was googling you know most iconic villains best villains just to see what would come up that would like spark my mind to think of who mine were um Kylo Ren comes up and was Kylo Ren a bad guy maybe maybe he not was a victim of Palpatine like, too so like right was it is it uh, was he born bad or was he bred bad and he was clearly bred to be bad but still had that underlying good that spoiler alert wins out in the end (laughs) yes so like so like you could like and people debate this all the time Darth Vader had toxic personality traits that were always going to get him in trouble like he he has rage he has a quick temper he's super protective Mm -hmm. he's a bit controlling but with that personality in the right hands it could totally be channeled for good and also learn some strategies on how to deal with those things. But Palpatine saw a lonely, confused, angry boy who was not given his shot by his teacher who kept telling him to wait and literally preyed upon him. And Palpatine made Darth Vader the way he was. And same thing with Kylo Ren. He preyed on Kylo Ren too. So like in terms of like, the two, if you think of Kylo Ren and Darth Vader as your biggest iconic villains, I think you need to pause and be like, okay, the reason I think that they're the greatest villain is because Palpatine <laughs> is the reason behind all the things. There would be no Star Wars if there was no Palpatine. It just wouldn't happen. There would be no Darth Vader. There would That's be no true. Kylo Ren. There, it just wouldn't happen. Palpatine would be a happy is story a puppeteer. Space. He is the puppeteer of the entire Star Wars saga. So that is my defense of why Palpatine is one of the greatest villains of all time. (laughs) All right. Number 14 confuses me. It's the Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991. I mean, I know that he was Alan Rickman, but do I think he's number 14 in the most iconic villains of all time? No, 
so but that that might be, uh, you know that's hard because he was a real. It took me until uh, probably five years ago, and somebody was like, "You know that Snape," and I was like, "No, it's oh my god!" <laughs> like he gets so good in the characters. I'm sad that he's no longer around because he did some pretty iconic yes. roles. So I think he, he did. Made, I think maybe that's iconic villain because he took a rather like unassuming, super not interesting villain and made him creepy and interesting and like evil. So maybe that's why he made the list because he he took this like super kind of innocent villain and made him like this really kind of hated character. No, definitely. I think Alan Rickman is probably the only reason why that role would have been considered for the top 20 because Alan Rickman is amazing. He really, really is. I still think that Palpatine and Michael Myers beats him. I think they should be higher on the oh, list. Yeah. Um, I don't even but, think he should be in the I mean, top 20. <laughs> no. I mean, he was, he, he was amazing in that role, for sure. All right. Number 13 is Nurse Ratched uh, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I believe one of our listeners... Um, named her as one of their biggest um, villains. Basically, yep. she is a passive-aggressive, works in the mental ill ward, like probably the worst nurse you could ever possibly think of. <laughs> um, and that's the role that, that she played. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. It hasn't stuck with me, yeah, but reading the description of her, I can see why it would make people a little scared. It's <laughs> funny. Number 12 is Sauron, which is the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy villain. I've never seen him, so you won't get any answer for me. <laughs> I could totally see why why people would put them down as, um, as a villain. I just think that it... In terms of like the other villains in in fandoms, I I don't think that he is as strong. And number eleven, also from the Lord of the Rings trilogy, is Gollum, which I think is probably more of a character that that's sticks in people's minds, whether um, you've seen the movies or not, because the memes of Gollum are everywhere. Number ten is the alien. From the Alien series? Weird. <laughs> Here's my question. Um, can the alien really be considered a villain? <laughs> okay, so here's a, here's my question. I was reading these lists, and, like, <laughs> T-Rex was, like, 73 from mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. And I'm like, listen, if I can name a dinosaur, uh, he's number one, bro, because that's my movie. <laughs> but... I mean, I guess there's a villain, but no. <laughs> no, didn't put, I, think I was thinking like real life people. I, I just, I don't know why. I, I just don't think it is because I mean, a lot of like, like for instance, like humans versus aliens. Like aliens don't speak English. It's not like they can negotiate. Like it's just, it's just nature. Like it's, it's. It's it's the food chain, right? A new group of people, a new group of beings come in and 
they start to invade and then people are trying to survive. Like, I just don't think that's a villain thing. I think that's just a animal living thing. <laughs> like, so I don't, I don't consider them a villain. I just don't. I, you mean you're upset that the, the giant dinosaur ate you? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, like, if the roles were in reverse, I would, sh- like, I would shoot it. Like, they're just doing their animal thing, right? Like, a T-Rex has to kill something so that he can eat. That's like naming Jaws as so- the villain. Well, you're swimming in his living room. Sorry he bit you. <laughs> and he's a shark. I think a villain right. a villain is someone who has choice. Right. So like I agree with that. A human being doesn't need to be a serial killer. There's tons of human beings who aren't. But then there's something that happens right. that leads to a bunch of choices that makes him evil, which makes him the villain. Aliens right. coming to another planet for whatever reason, it could be that their home planet blew up or was swallowed by a black hole or whatever, and so they need to find a new place to live, and we just happen to be here, does not qualify as a villain. Sorry. I just, like, I'm not interested like I wonder why the alien is doing this like I don't like no sorry all right (laughs) moving on number nine is Voldemort from the Harry Potter series did you just met Voldemort so I think there are far worse people in Harry Potter than Voldemort Honestly, Voldemort was a bit of a coward. Voldemort definitely does have that, yes. I have two Harry Potter villains on my top five list because I love Harry Potter. And Voldemort is not What are your two? Because I don't think it's going to be on the list. So what are your two villains that you have for Harry Potter? My number one is Draco Malfoy because I think he was, well, I don't think he was fully bad. I think he was another, he was bred that way. And put in any other situation, I don't know if he would have turned out the way he did if he had different parents. But mm-hmm. he was slightly evil, and he was a giant bully when it came down to it. And I think he he stood true for a lot of bad guys too. Seriously, missing on some 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 level on the inside, like he. Felt like he was missing something, so he tore the people around him down. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't like Draco Malfoy. Well, I think Draco Malfoy is a great villain. And then second, the number one villain in all of Harry Potter movies, Professor Umbridge. Because that crazy bee lady, <laughs> I can't say that word on air, in pink, carves into Harry's hand with a freaking magic pen is insane and she should have replaced Voldemort because she could have taken over the whole magical realm. I agree. In terms of like anger, Umbridge makes me more upset than Voldemort. Um, and she's creepy Voldemort, because she does it with a smile. Yeah. Yes, which makes it even all the more worse because it just reminds you of all the passive aggressive people in your life. It's just, it's just not good. Um but Voldemort definitely is a sociopath, has an interesting past, and does drive 
most of the drama and, and events in the Harry Potter films. So that's why they probably gave the nod for to Voldemort over Umbridge. Although I do think if we were to pull all the Harry Potter fandom, I believe that everyone would agree with you that Umbridge is worse than Voldemort because Umbridge just has a way of getting underneath your skin. Yeah. Totally. Um, number eight is Anton Chigurh, which is from No Country for Old Men. It's been a while since I've seen that film. Um, but yeah, definitely creepy. Don't know mm-hmm. if I'd put it in my top 20, though. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Kylo Ren. Palpatine should be higher. Pal- Palpatine Agreed. made Kylo Ren. Um, Kylo Ren had pretty much the same temperament as Darth Vader did. Um, Kylo, Kylo Ren is definitely a super reminds me of Draco Malfoy. Yes, a little bit of like Draco, Draco Malfoy, yeah. I think Kylo Ren might have more intense tantrums than Draco Malfoy, but yeah, definitely, yeah, very similar, similar character. Uh, number six is Hans Landa, which is from the Inglorious Bastards. He was pretty freaking evil. If you ever, if you've not seen Inglorious Bastards, you should. It's an, an interesting take on things. Uh, but again, I don't know if I would put him in my top twenty. <laughs> Uh, number five is Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of Lambs, Hannibal, and Red Dragon. I mean, you can't get very much creepier than him, to be honest. So I, I don't disagree right. with this at all. I think it's in my top five. Um, he has such iconic mm-hmm. like lines. Um, Anthony Hopkins did a great job with that character, and he is creepy, creepy, creepy. So I, I agree with this 100%. Hannibal Lecter, for sure. I can see it. Number four is Hans Gruber. Again, I think a a role that is on the list because Alan Rickman played him. Um, Hans Gruber is the villain from Die Hard 1988. He was pretty badass and iconic. Um, So I actually, I agree with this more than I agree with um, Robin Hood's villain. He has some really good lines. Yeah. Number three is Loki from the Thor films and the Avengers. What do you think about this one? Uh, I mean, I like Loki, but I think he was a terrible villain. Terrible. Because he was like, I'm good. I'm just kidding. I'm bad. I'm good. I'm just kidding. I'm bad. I'm good. Like, he just jumped. Like, if you're going to be bad, be bad. Stop jumping back to the side of good because it's convenient for you. Like, quit it. That's a true Slytherin, though, right there. Yeah. Again, he's like Draco. Like, he's only bad because everyone else is better than him. And he doesn't like that. He's definitely smarter than Thor, though. Um, I would say, well, I mean, like, if you know anything about the Norse mythology, that is, that is, Loki's MO is that you never know if you can really truly trust him because sometimes he does do what he's supposed to do and sometimes he doesn't. It really is based on his mood and kind of what um Which doesn't is convenient say you don't know him. where you can trust him. You just you just know you can't trust him because he could swap sides at any given moment. Yes. But in terms of like what he's able to do once he decides to be bad, he he is pretty genius at his plans. Mm-hmm. 
he, I mean, he can outsmart Thor any day of the week. And I love Thor, but Loki is definitely smarter than Thor. Number two is the Joker. Um, it Which mentions one? all of the ba- Batmans, so Batman from 66, 89, and 2008. Yeah. Um, I, Joker is definitely iconic. I think for me, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker and the Dark Knight is hands such down a wonderful performance. Um, he is the best Joker, and uh, just in terms of just everything he put into that role, Joker for me is is one of the best villains of all time for sure. Hundred percent, I agree. And then number one on Empire is Darth Vader, but again, I think Palpatine should be higher. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not in charge of the world, so. Right. All right. Um, so we both have two characters that were not mentioned by Empire. Um, yes. So, Kristen, what is one character that didn't make the top 20 for Empire that you think needs a shout-out? So this one, um, I changed it. I originally had Ursula because I really liked that character, but... I was thinking about it, and this character is Madison Bell from Swim Fan. And I was thinking about this character because I really love that movie. Um, I think it's a really well-done, like, psychological thriller. And her character was – she um, – I forget who plays her, but she's so good. She had that good girl look, like girl next door, but – flipped it and you were like oh my god she like she had the crazy eyes but she also it was Erica Christensen who played her but she also had that like sweet and can fool anyone so it was like she fit the role so well her her physical appearance and the way she played that character (laughs) was truly terrifying watching that film even if it's not one of the highest rated films of all time yeah for sure uh, one of mine is Thanos, uh, which is from the uh, the later Avenger films um, and MCU world universe in general. I just thought that he was such an interesting villain because he basically moved multiple fandoms forward with what he was trying to do. And I think he was one of those villains that, like, you can see where his point was. <laughs> Not saying I agree with Thanos that half that half the population needed to die, but we are overpopulated. Um, and he was he did it in such an equal way, right? Just the snap of a finger and half of the people die. Um, and so I just felt like his, just his villainy is is just super interesting to think about what his motivations were, and just. The fact that he had such an impact not only on a fandom or a world, but a whole entire universe that spans multiple uh, movies that that are focusing on different heroes. So, Thanos is is on my list. All right, I agree with that. Um, my last one is questionable because here I have a question about this it's Regina George from Mean Girls but my question is okay was Regina George truly the villain in that film 
Or was Katie Heron partially a villain too? So the the hero of that movie went dark for a while and kind of turned into mm-hmm. a version of a villain. So it's kind of interesting that dynamic. Like again, this might have been a case of bred over breed or bred over born because. Regina Jones ends up being a slightly decent human being in the end. Mm-hmm. So, For sure, she definitely has a redemption. She's just spoiled brat. I think the biggest villain of that movie was the bus. Right? <laughs> That's my vote. But she is definitely an interesting <laughs> character. Definitely. Um... And then my last one is Howl 9000 from Space Odyssey. First of all, if you haven't seen Space Odyssey, you need to see it. It's just one of those iconic movies that everyone just needs to go see. Um, Howl 9000 is a computer that turns evil, and it is scary. Like, it is severely scary. Um, And I think a lot of sci-fi nerds um, would agree with me that there's something about Howl 9000 that other villains just can't touch in terms of the amount of mind obsession that he gives you. He's just a sly, sly villain. I agree. That's good. I've seen that movie. All right. Long time ago, though. Yeah, it's good. All right, so let's take a look at some of the listener shout-outs. Uh, we have a lot of Harry uh, – not Harry Potter – animated Disney villains. So, like Kristen mentioned, Ursula from The Little Mermaid – Scar from The Lion King, Jafar from Aladdin, um, Carilla DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. Let's be honest, Disney is pretty good at making villains. Right. Um, Another animated film uh, villain that's not part of the Disney universe, I believe it's Fox, um, is Rasputin from Anastasia. Yep. I had to Google and that. Then one. Some... <laughs> and then we have And then we have another horror film one, which is Penny Rise Wise from It. Ugh, creepy. Super creepy. And then we have a bunch of like miscellaneous ones. So uh, Blofeld, who is a really scary, crazy villain from the James Bond movies, I think he was the villain for at least a few of the movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah Cross from Chinatown. I would agree with that one. Noah Cross is pretty pretty intense. Daniel LaRusso from Karate Kid. That made me laugh a little. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Michael Corleone um, from The Godfather. I'd ask about that. <laughs> Nancy Downs from The Craft. Totally creepy. Super creepy, I agree. Tony Montana from Scarface, also really scary. And Bill from Kill Bill. Valid. So those are our favorite villains. I would say that my top five are definitely villains that I feel were successful in what they did um, and did it in intelligent ways and just are just kind of 
iconically got in my head thinking about why it is that they do the things they do. Like, why is Joker the Joker? Well, why did Palpatine do those things? Like, what is up with that? He has kids. Anyway, um, so those those villains are definitely, they made me think. If you had to summarize why you picked your favorites, what would you say, Kristen? Um, mine were a lot because of how they were played by the people that played them. But also, I think mine were mm-hmm. more, like, psychological to me. Um, aside from Michael Myers, yeah. who was just epically good at slashing people to pieces, um, they were very, like, it was all about their psychological game. And I think that's just because I really like reality, and I don't see, you know, people going around shooting each other in giant action scenes all the time. So it's, like, Thank I look at bad guys as more of a psychological game. No, I like that. Um, all right, so that's all we have for our discussion. Um, Kristen, do you have any nerdy obsessions? Um, I'm working a lot right now. <laughs> so my nerdy obsession is <laughs> no time to nerd. I've been re- no, I've been reading a lot because I've been super stressed out, and reading calms me down because it's like an escape. So just reading in general and finding ways to like chill myself out because I'm so like high strung. Mine's kind of similar to you. I put down moments of silence because when I get moments to just like sit, I get super stoked because it's been been rare to have those moments of just being still and not thinking about things just because there's so many things going on right now. Um, So definitely, I think having moments of silence is not a bad thing to be nerdy about. All right. We want feedback on what to discuss in the world of nerdum so please give us feedback and follow us at talk nerdy underscore radio on twitter make sure you bookmark www.nerdprobs.com for articles blogs and reviews join our book club on facebook it's called just one more chapter we have a couple shows coming to you uh over the next week uh tuesday we me and Kristen will be back to talk about books and tv we're going to talk about nonfiction books that's tuesday september 22nd um, and then Kristen and Vicky are going to be doing a show on Friday, October 2nd, 2020, uh, for the Talk Murder to Me series, talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. Very All right. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye, everyone. Bye.